Welcome to Digitalization Tech Talks, the podcast where we're focusing on topics related to digital technologies in the process industries. Our intent is to present you with information that will help to keep you up to speed with the latest technologies that are soon coming, or even in some cases, have already reached the market. In multiple past episodes, we've discussed how sustainability can be positively impacted by digitalization. For example, in episode 27, which was titled, Let's Get Analytical About Energy Sustainability, we covered the application of process analytical measurement devices. And just a couple of months ago in episode 33, which was called Sustainable Digitalization, Predict the Future by Creating It, we heard how companies are proactively addressing their net zero emissions targets. Well, today we're gonna delve into another area where digitalization can be leveraged for sustainability. It pertains to conserving resources such as water and power while also reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Speaking of water, before I get into hot water for taking too long on this introduction, I'd like to welcome the show's co-host, Jonas Narinder. Hello, Jonas. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Yes. Hi, Don. I think it'll be very interesting to hear how digital technologies can be applied to overall conservation of resources because it's an angle that we haven't covered before in this podcast, and that is obviously one of the big pillars of sustainability. So I'm really, really excited to explore this topic today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Jonas. And as you know, we're fortunate today to have a pair of guests joining us, and I'd like to welcome them. First, from Nalco Water, an Ecolab company, we have Neil Davidson. Neil is Nalco's marketing director focused on digital and sustainability. And also joining us from Siemens Digital Industries is Sterling Allen, a business development director. Neil and Sterling, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Don. And thank you both for the invitation to this Tech Talk. Hey, I'm really looking forward to this discussion. It's a hot topic for sure, and helping industry keep cool during these challenging times is putting a lot of focus on water. As a resource, but equally important, water's role in energy efficiency. Hey, Don and Jonas, thanks for the invite. Really excited to be here and talk about what industry can do right now to enable sustainability and do it in a way that has a positive impact on the bottom line. Alrighty, thank you for that to both of you. So let's get to it. There's a lot of focus on sustainability and from our point of view, its relationship with digitalization and the associated technologies. So could you please provide us and of course also our listeners with some background about the use case that we're going to be exploring today? Hey, sure. So um, industrial water, you know, that's cooling water and steam systems, that's used to transfer huge amounts of energy hundreds of megawatts um, for an industrial site, for instance, and it's staggering to think that around 35 to 45% of all of the energy transfers on, for instance, a petrochemical plant occur through water at some point. But these industrial water systems are complex and even small changes in them can have dramatic consequences on productivity. And potentially you could introduce some reliability risks such as corrosion and scaling on heat transfer surfaces. So water plays a huge role in energy efficiency. And of course, energy efficiency is a key feature of sustainability. And our use case is how we've applied digital tools to industrial water systems that allow us really for the first time to truly understand how to safely optimize them. Thanks, Neil. That's a very interesting use case for our audience for sure. And maybe the two of you can touch on how end users in the process industries are handling it today. And what are some of these associated challenges they're having? 
Yeah, it's a great question, Don. So cooling systems, in our experience, are, are in many ways left to the original design conditions during the lifetime of their operation. So even though plants may go through changes in production rates and water quality and climate change, weather conditions, uh, the cooling system remains steady in most cases. Steam systems generally do better in terms of current optimization tools, but those necessary incremental improvements in steam are often limited by an incomplete understanding of the complex reliability risks related to water chemistry. So we see the biggest challenge is how to bring about meaningful energy efficiency gains through industrial water safely, reliably and repeatedly. Those sustainability targets often set by the process industries themselves is putting huge pressure on all parts of their production plants and industrial water remains one of the biggest opportunities to address. And let me add, I think really one of the biggest challenges that end users face is simply recognizing the opportunity that is in front of them. We typically work with an industry that is quite mature. Our customers may have been running the same process for decades in some cases, and it's really easy for them to mistake stable operation, one where an operator sees the same production rate year after year for decades even, and assume that their operation is as good as it's going to ever get. Using modern technology with digital twins and high fidelity models, almost any complex operation can realize significant efficiency gains on the order of 1% or more. That may not sound like much, but we're talking about millions of dollars in annual savings and huge CO2 reductions. For example, we see about 40,000 tons per year of carbon dioxide reduction at medium-sized refineries. Those are staggering numbers. Um, surprising to me, and it sounds like there is quite a bit of room for improvement there for sure. So then the question is, how do you do it? Or is there a better way to do it that enables you to be able to do it better? And since you're both on the show today, I'm assuming that there is. Yes, by combining domain expertise in water chemistry and process modeling into a digital twin made near real time with current production rates and local weather conditions, you can, for the first time, help operators and engineers make fast, informed decisions on actions they can take to reduce energy, to reduce emissions, boosting productivity, and of course, always keeping on the safe side of water-related reliability risks. You know, you asked if there's a more efficient way to do this. I mean, the truth is the world needs the products produced in the process industries, and the world also needs these industries to operate in a more sustainable manner. What we've found is that by increasing the efficiency of the systems utilizing water in these plants, end users can decrease their product carbon footprint by enabling more efficient operation. By using high fidelity predictive models, operators are able to drive their plants to optimal efficiency. Uh, Neil and Sterling, let's dive a little bit more into the topic of model-based digital twin solutions. Why are they important and what benefits can be derived by using them? The models at the heart of the digital twin use case uh, that we're discussing today are actually based on the same principles used to design and control and operate the plant. It's really important to use models that accurately reflect what the plant can and cannot do. An effective digital twin can quickly spot anomalies, that is the, the difference between the actual plant and the virtual plant, and suggest actions before such anomalies turn into something that harms productivity or degrades efficiency or impacts reliability. 
And really it's that early warning from the digital twin that prevents the need for restorative action that is so beneficial. As Neil suggested earlier, the systems we're talking about here are highly complex multivariate systems. Most will have many different variables, each with multiple potential set points. And this can lead to systems where there could be potentially millions or even billions of combinations an operator could arrive at for operation. So how can you have confidence you're operating at peak efficiency? Digital twins can provide that level of, of confidence and they can actually reduce the carbon intensity of your current operation while simultaneously improving production. These are systems with very high return on investment and short payback periods, typically on the order of weeks to months with purely software driven solutions. When it comes to sustainability, how do you see digital twins evolving in the future? I'm assuming as technology is becoming more advanced and the use case behind the digital twin are expanding drastically, I'm sure we can also expect to see some changes relative to sustainability, right? I think so, Jonas. For sure, they'll become increasingly adopted as a primary way of humans interacting with complex systems. You know, we need digital twins to help us understand complex dynamic systems, to help us process huge amounts of data, resolve complex linear and non-linear relationships, and all of this presented to us in a way that allows us to take action, fully understanding the consequences of such action. Sustainability pressures on natural resources, on our capital, on energy and emission, requires us to interact with increasingly complex and interrelated challenges. There's also, of course, new technology driven by sustainability ambitions, such as electrolysis, hydrogen and carbon capture, that also require digital twins to help these technologies scale up from pilot to commercial to meet the challenge of the energy transition and net zero. Neil, I couldn't have said that better. I think we're only going to see greater levels of adoption as operating companies become more aware of the technology that is available. Speaking of new technologies, I'd like to touch a bit on artificial intelligence and get your views on AI and specifically machine learning and adding layers to the heart of the digital twin. Can you speak to this? Hey, John, well, that's another hot topic, right? AI, I think everyone has an opinion and thoughts on what AI could or could not do for humanity. In the context of this podcast, you know, I believe AI can be useful to bring to digital twins if it can improve human understanding and experience of interacting with machines, such as providing us with contextualized advice, timely and sanctioned expertise provided to end users, using, for instance, machine learning to explore complex process phenomenon that cannot easily be modeled with physics. AI can also give us new insights on anomalies and importantly, ensuring that, that we have a consistent policy compliant human interaction with plant operations. I think that's very important. I'll say a, a blended approach that combines AI algorithms, but still relies on physics-based systems of equations to describe operating systems. It's a powerful approach that allows for speed and flexibility with taking maximum advantage of our existing knowledge. So it sounds like there's a lot of different ways that technology can be used to enhance a system. Could you explain to our listeners, for those that want to get started down the path of exploring the use case further, what's the best way for them to get there? Do you have any specific recommendations or advice you can provide to them? I'd say take a closer look at your water systems. 
both steam and cooling. You'll be surprised how much energy is hidden away in these often large and complex systems. Making changes to them might feel really daunting, maybe not something you've done before, um, because we've discussed how even small changes in the steam and cooling systems can impact productivity. So I'd say if you want to address the water energy challenge and you really want reassurance that you can make changes safely with domain expertise built in, then quite likely you are already thinking about digital twins. I think the realization that the first steps in your decarbonization journey don't have to involve massive changes to your facility is powerful. Digital twin based solutions increase efficiency and they pay for themselves. They're also here to stay and they will evolve as your process makes more significant changes to further decarbonize. You're always going to want to run the most optimal efficient process possible. Achieving optimal efficiency is so much easier by using advanced tools to assist in your daily decision making. Neil and Sterling, you guys have definitely shared a lot of knowledge with us today. And one thing we always like to do is wrap it into a couple of key takeaway messages. So do you guys have a couple of key messages you can leave with our audience? Hey, I always like to advocate for water. So, hey, water is industry's best friend. It's an amazing way of transferring energy but it has been overlooked so far in the pursuit of sustainability goals. Cooling and steam systems are complex and making changes has to be done with full visibility of the risks. So to make meaningful progress in your sustainability goals, you can't overlook water and you can't do it without the reassurance of Digital Twin's guidance. A digital twin will help you make better decisions on a daily basis. Make the best operating decisions you can over and over, and you will increase production and reduce waste and emissions. The technology is there to enable massive improvements now, so don't wait to take that powerful first step. Well, thank you, Neil and Sterling, for those final remarks and for all of your remarks today and for participating in our conversation. We appreciate you taking the time to join us and for sharing your expertise with our audience. And that brings us to the end of this episode. If you have questions about any of the topics we discussed today or would like to learn more about sustainable digitalization, please feel free to email Neil and Sterling directly. Their email addresses are included in the show notes. And Jonas and I are always open to your comments, thoughts, and feedback on the show or the topics. You can also find our contact information in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. If you liked what you heard today, please help to spread the word by rating the show. And if you're not already a subscriber and would like to be notified when new episodes are released, please subscribe to the series. Thank you for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks.